How's it going, guys? This is Robert Under. What you are hearing now is the first of three hour-long episodes that Aaron pieced together with the stuff that we recorded all throughout May. Uh, even though we weren't releasing, we were still meeting each week and recording. Uh, we were dead, I guess is the only uh, way to describe it, uh, after the TUC versus MCU event. But that doesn't mean that we weren't getting together and recording, so we do have some material to give you guys. Uh, we have three different episodes in the first one, Aaron and I talk about Marvel's comic book event, War of the Realms, and uh, the new Batman G. Castro watch. On the second one, uh, Aaron wasn't able to sit in for that one, but Steve did. And uh, actually, his final say final, final recording session as a uh, weekly member of the show. Uh, he's got some schoolwork coming up, so uh, he will be kind of... A little less frequent. We're still going to have him in as much as possible, but he won't be there every single week. So we talked about the ending of Game of Thrones, a show that I've never seen an episode from. uh, And it could have used Aaron, honestly, but hopefully you guys enjoy it. And third, Aaron and I were joined by uh, Shizmansk, and we tried to show him that there's still good hip-hop in the world. Because Aaron seems to believe that anything that's come out, you know, since Eazy-E's death is, to quote Steve, trash. Uh, this one also includes a uh, jam session that Shemansky and I did when we were sitting down at the table. Um, we did Hotel Yorba. It's a song we've done a lot over the years, but um, I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't actually had a chance to hear it yet, but uh, whatever. And while we had Shiz sitting with us, we took a look at the trailer for the new Godzilla movie, which came out, uh, well, comes out May 31st, which would be uh, the day that this intro is released. Uh, we have a lot coming up. A um, couple, uh, let's see, minor things I have from my notes. Oh, I want to thank any new listeners who have come to the show from that um, that series that we did. I, I'm going to warn you, we do uh, die from time to time, but we always come back. We come back with um, some excitement, something new. Um, you know, we're always looking to improve the show, try out anything. So please uh, find us online. Go to our website, uh, theunderchannel.com, T H E E U N D E R C H A N N E L.com. Find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, Instagram. Ah, I think that's it. All right, talk to you soon. Peace. song it's time for another the under channel song servation that sounds stupid it sounds like we're like on like a kid's show <laughs> it sounds like we're on the big comfy Yay! couch which did you get that uh 
that uh, Jackie Chan drop? Did you see I sent it? You sent it, but I didn't, oh. I didn't get a chance. I, was, I jumped in the shower right after that came through. Yeah, so. did you ever watch that uh, Jackie Chan cartoon? No. It was badass. Was it good? Yeah, it was really good. Um, you know, it was just like, it was almost like a Big Trouble in Little China kind really? of thing because there's all these magic artifacts and, like, sorcerers and this wizard who's trying to, like, unleash his, like, dragon self. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at one point there's, like, this giant sumo wrestler who is a... He's a villain in the oh. show for like the first like ten episodes, and yeah. then he ends up becoming a good guy. Like, and for the rest of it, you have the I don't know. It was like really cool that like a cartoon that shouldn't have had character development, <laughs> a cartoon that should be nothing but a throwaway in like the annals of history. Like, you can look back and say, "Wow!" Like, I actually saw like these characters change. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. I r- ran across a comic the other day, probably a BS comic, but it's um, Big Trouble in Little China. And escape from New York together. I uh, Scrimps had sent that to me uh, months back. Yeah, did yeah. you have a chance to read it? I didn't, I didn't it? read it. Not uh, yet. Yeah, I just, I just yeah. saw the cover. I'm like, whoa, this is yeah. blowing me away. Do you want to talk about and Jack Burton? You want to talk about a multiverse movie? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I want. I do want to check it out. Like I looked at it, I was like, man, this is like my mind can't handle it yeah. right now i can't remember are those done by do you know do, were they done by boom or That's dynamite a, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah boom is uh they do all the uh the licensed uh, well i should say not all of them a lot of the licensed stuff and a lot of the kids books too are done by boom yeah i'm not super familiar with all of those different companies but just the concept is awesome yeah <laughs> yeah yeah boom boom i believe is the ones they do all the adventure time comics okay. and i think they might have the Simpsons license now. I'm pretty sure Simpsons for a long time was done by like Archie or Marvel or something, oh, yeah. one of those companies, but I'm pretty sure Boom has like all the licensing now. It's so weird when something like that, like the Simpsons, has a comic book. You don't expect it to, yeah. but it exists. There's so many things out there beyond, you know, Iron Man's and you know, Wolverine's and X-Men and stuff. There's so many comic genres and comic stories that... Like if you walk into a comic book store, you're just you could be completely overwhelmed by it. Yeah, well, I was reading about I don't uh, I don't remember which character I was like digging into, but it was like he had an iconic run on Batman in the early like or no the late '80s. It was after Frank Miller's run, and it was like a guy who was he was the main Batman writer for like seven or eight years hmm. and had storylines that ran across like multiple books and events and stuff. And I'd never even heard of the guy. And I was thinking, so back in eight, 1987, just like nowadays, if I walk into a comic book store, they're actively releasing 15 different Batman stories. Exactly. And that's you know <laughs> that lends to the fact of that comic book news that we heard the other day from Marvel, why that guy, he's, I forget his name, but he's coming back to Marvel and he's going to pen all the X-Men books. And he mm. said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. well, if I'm going to do this, then you have to cancel everything that's going on right now. There will be no X-Men books or X-Stories unless they're my stories. It's genius. Yeah. It's because the... And they have... It's so weird to say that they've failed... I don't want to say... Okay, obviously you can't say they failed on the X-Men movie series. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't. It was very successful. And a lot of people... Those movies are beloved. I like them all, but except for the third X Men. But that's anyways. They have pushed past the point where they can combine those two universes and make people happy. At this point, and unless it's just a single crossover movie, that that version of the X Men that we see in that in that universe that cannot be 
your main one going forward. That's no. going to be looked back as, wow, that was a hell of a time when they were really doing something interesting with X-Men. That's the, I don't even know if there's a single person who's like responsible for this run. I Just say, you know what, that's the Hugh Jackman era yeah. of the X-Men. But what we're going to see with them canceling all those X-Men books and coming back and how they're going to eventually bring uh, them and the Fantastic Four, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a little bit, um, into that universe, it, it just makes sense to cancel it. Comic yeah. books are too convoluted for the mainstream. Yeah, it messes. It really does mess with people um, in terms of trying to keep track. I, I remember when I was really into reading comics and collecting them. I'd, I'd have to buy different volumes all the time. Like if I was if I was trying to keep up with the Punisher suicide run storyline, well, okay. Well, I'd buy the Punisher book, then I'd have to go buy Punisher War Journal, then I'd have to go buy Punisher War Zone, and I'd have to keep figuring out where is the next chapter of this story going to come from. What which edition of the Punisher do I have to buy to keep with this run? Yeah, absolutely. Going on right now is. Uh, if if you remember, at one point during uh, the MCU event, I said, what I really want is like a um, medieval fantasy version of these characters with them like swinging swords and, and fighting off. I, it might have been when we were talking Dark World, too, actually. Yeah, because it was. Because that was my, um, well, do you know the big event that's going on in Marvel right now? Mm. It's called War of the Realms. Okay. And it is a major... Uh, Marvel event where all of the characters are swinging swords and fighting off and you know who the main villain is in it? Huh. Malekith. Oh, it's nice. his return back to the MCU. And but I'm looking at it, it's a six it's a six issue limited series. Okay. And I, apparently what it is is there's uh I want to say that there's like they're breaking him into five teams and they're you know they're they're fighting off Malekith's army cuz Malekith has basically um, united all of the other realms against our realm. So, like when they're he's opening up the gates, it's like it's baddies from every iteration of Marvel's universes. Nice. I believe is what he's bringing to the world. The main series is six issues. Okay, so it's War like of the Realms series. one through six. Yep, limited series. The actual event encompasses, I want to say, forty-five to fifty issues. Mm-hmm. So. Either I'm going to bust my ass and work at a bunch or work through a bunch of comic book shops and, and get all of the issues and pay five dollars a book for all of them, or I'm going to wait five years for them to do a nice hardbound edition and pay a hundred dollars for it, or I'm just I'm not just not, not gonna, gonna read it. I'm just yeah. not gonna read it. I love the art. I really wish I could uh I really hope they make a nice animated movie <laughs> of it that I can digest in a single <laughs> setting. <laughs> But no, I agree with you because it, it does. It makes it hard to really keep yourself interested in it when you got to do work like that. It is tough. The comic books are great for the creativity and everything, but as soon as they make it hard for you to enjoy it, it's like, oh, you're you're, you're kind of losing me now. Now I'm going to have a hard time getting into this. And oh, you actually have one of them. That's a the, oh, that was a like preview, a, promo, a promotional. Yeah, so I I stopped in at uh, BYOB <laughs> out in Shelby Township, the one that's on Van Dyke there. Okay. Um, guy Ryan, I used to buy comics from before I lived in Chicago, but when I was there uh, talking to him, he had some freebies over by his counter. It was right before Free Comic Book Day, and they had sent in a bunch of shit to, like, hey, anyone who walks in your store, make sure they walk out with this stuff. Yeah. And that was the coolest thing I saw. Is this giant. War of the Realms uh, preview book that is just kind of talks through all the different storylines. And what it is is 
The oh, yeah, look at it. it's breaking out the different realms: Asgard, Svartalfheim, Elfheim, Jotunheim, Muselheim, Niflheim. Yeah, and Nidavellir, Venheim, Haven, Midgard. Guess one of the main books um, that's running right now that uh, that ties into this series. What it's called? Take a guess. Merlin. I don't. Know. What was the most <laughs> exciting thing you said after Endgame? The most exciting terms that you, that came out of Endgame as a concept. Time travel, or the Asgardians of the oh, galaxy. Oh, the Asgard. Okay, okay. That is one of the main books that is dealing with with inside of this. within War of the Realms. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you got like Valkyrie and okay. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the <laughs> I want to say it's um, yeah, it's a whole like female crew. Jeez, it, you even get a Deadpool addition to it. Yeah, and I wonder like with Marvel doing a big event like this, are they are they burying the lead to what could be coming in their cinematic universe right in front of our eyes right now hmm. where they could be look because malekith already exists and yeah. with malekith being the biggest uh villain in this story arc um it would i don't know it makes sense and um fuck getting in my own head <laughs> oh this looks good i mean it looks awesome right and it, so it's contribute it's going across different groups in their books so You've got Thor, I imagine, is having, like, they say Thor number 12 continues a storyline, it looks like here. Yeah, so Thor was, this whole event has been conceived by the guy who has been running the modern Thor storyline, and he said that this event is like six years in the making. Hmm. They've started laying seeds of what was going to be happening with this part of the Marvel Universe years ago. And now uh, the guy who runs Thor, and I, I really apologize, Aaron, make sure you find his name I think in there. It, is it Jason Aaron or Mike Del Mundo? I, I wish I I wish I knew it. He's he's probably the one on the cover actually. Yeah. If you want to look at the cover of it, it's probably like his name is going to be the biggest one of the actual magazine you're holding. It looks like oh, on this. <laughs> Jason Aaron, Russell Dalderman, Matthew Wilson. All right, so whatever one of those is the the main guy behind <laughs> Thor over the last couple of years, he's the hierarchy of this because that's where the seed of this whole story is going. Is how he dealt with Malekith years ago. Yeah, looks like he's going to be spending time with his dad, who's. Back from the dead after a long, long time. Well, this is actually pretty cool. There's a lot of the artwork is phenomenal. I know. Like you definitely got different artists contributing to the overall look of it, but mm -hmm. still, it looks very uh, medieval. Yeah, I was, and it's another one. Uh, another thing you run into when you get into big events like this is the fear of. Are they going to have a consistent look throughout? Yeah. You know, because a lot of times you might, you have, especially when you have contributing cover artists, where like six books might look the same, but all of the art inside is different. Hmm. And it, I don't know, at least from when I was looking through it, I felt like there was, across all of the books they feature, there's at least a consistent exactly. vibe to it. We got Spider Man taking on the Frost Giants. Looks like Shark Dog and. Hawkeye. <laughs> wow. Did you hear the World multiple the with Venom? Did you hear the multiple Hawkeye theory? No. Have you heard that yet? No, I have not. Elaborate on the multiple Hawkeye. All right. So uh, you understand that the main th issue with time travel is that uh, whenever you interact with something, you are instantly creating a new parallel timeline. That never existed before. Yeah, because you're taking things out of place. Okay. Right. 
All right, now you are doing that in an existence which already has infinite timelines. Mm -hmm. So we already have an infinite number of possibilities, and then by when you go into time travel, you begin to split those into even more fragmented versions of reality. So other than Loki doing the uh, Tesseract, which was the big thing from that, um, there's some theory that a really small moment, which was when Hawkeye called out to his daughter oh, to okay. get her attention. When he took the baseball glove. Yes. Every single, it's like at that point, every single minute going forward is constantly fracturing new versions of Hawkeye into existence. Because then every single time he does something, maybe, you know, he calls his daughter and she doesn't have her glove. So then so-and-so happens and he doesn't become Ronin. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many infinite well, theories of where, and it's like, why would they have included such a small, weird, there was no reason for him to have to call out to her. Yeah, that was his own moment of weakness when he did that. Right, and it's it's the type of thing that Marvel would do, where five movies from now, there's going to be like another Hawkeye, or you're going to see Hawkeye and Renner, uh, you're going to see, I'm sorry, Hawkeye and Ronin at the same time. And it's going to be because of something like that. And then there's also the theory that the way they're going to bring Black Widow back is that when he did that, his splintered reality um, created a created a version where Hawkeye was sacrificed and not Black Widow. Yeah, because we're all led to believe that by them achieving their end goal and you know doing what they did in the end, that all these fractured timelines were repaired and made whole. But what if they w actually weren't? Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing because that—that's that would be my main rebuttal. Would be like, well, that can't be possible because he made it out, and now we're this many years into the future, and there isn't going to be a Ronin because he was Ronin, and right, you know. But it is a possibility that that Hawkeye in the past could. It's the same thing with the Captain America thing. Like I talked about, like he still went in the ice. Did they still not find him, or did they find him? And did he continue to go on as Captain America in right. that reality? Right. Time travel really hurts your brain. Because, yes, there is the Captain America, Steve Rogers, that goes on to be with Peggy Carter and have children and whatever the effects of that are. But at what point in the past did he go back? Did he go back and not take on Red Skull? Because I don't think so, because I'm pretty sure he still got in that plane. Mm -hmm. That was his kiss. That kind of sealed the love fate thing. Well, because if not, then that means Red Skull won yeah. and the world ended. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, there's only two ways to look at it. Either the Nazis won and maybe maybe that's something we don't know. Maybe there's a Nazi uh, Captain America that, or a super soldier that has been developed as kind of like under the Red Because in that alternate timeline... The Red Skull did what he wanted to. Yeah, because all we really know about the modern timeline right now of these movies is that they just did a funeral for Tony Stark. Right. And that's really the only thing we know about the world. We don't get anything else about what's going on outside of that wooded cabin area. Mm -hmm. You know, the world could be in complete disarray. Right. And and don't think that Marvel uh, didn't purposely that the very first movie they're putting out and the trailer that you see around that time is talking about multiverse theory. That's true with Spider-Man Far From Home. As right. soon as they introduce that, it's like, all right, well then, truthfully, no matter what they've led or whatever they've shown us, 
there's no theory that can be proven either way right now. Like, as soon as they say multiverse inside that Far From Home trailer, all bets are off yeah. about what they can do. Damn, this one's sweet. Punisher number one, War of the Realms. They got Frank just blowing a fucking giant shotgun into this frost giant's mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. There's a bunch of Punisher ones. The Dark Elves have an RV. New York has a Punisher. <laughs> How come nobody's ever clamoring for the Punisher to join the MCU the way um, they are for X-Men and Fantastic Four? I think because the Punisher is not as family friendly. Mm. The Punisher's about killing people. <laughs> That's true. He's not taking them to jail. The Punisher He's violent. has been generally well-received, too, right? In yeah. his movie. His He's a great anti-hero. Yeah, like hit what well, I'm saying Warzone, his movies. His his the, the the most recent movie Punisher Warzone was not well received. But that was a direct uh, trash yeah. sequel or whatever. It wasn't it, yeah. the the one before it with John Travolta and Kevin Nash was awesome. Yeah, with the lead man being uh, was it Thomas Jane? Was yeah, that the hung guy. Yeah, the guy the who guy did hung. hung yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. And then they had creative differences because he really wanted to stay being Frank Castle. He mm -hmm. loved the role. He loved the story. Um, but the way that they took the direction of the character in the story, he didn't want to be a part of it. Mm. I guess it's another one of those like just out of you know out of time, right? Because mm -hmm. if they were able to recast the X Men right now going into the MCU, how much would they like shit themselves if they could find a young Hugh Jackman to do Wolverine? Yeah, like same thing with the Punisher. How much? Like, if they were trying to bring the Punisher in right now, if they could have gotten a young Thomas Jane in that role. And he, he really didn't even have to be young. The Punisher's not a young character, really. Yeah. But and that's one thing that, that's great about the Punisher. If, if as I read the comics and kept up with them, my, you know, my entire adolescence, um, because of the way comic book works, works, you always have different artists. So the Punisher always had a different look. Mm -hmm. He didn't always look a certain way. So that lends itself to that creative possibility that he can be recast, mm -hmm. and it's not a major problem. True. Like, I've seen Dolph Lundgren be the Punisher. <laughs> I've seen uh, John Bernthal be the Punisher. I've seen Thomas Jane be the Punisher. I'm okay with every iteration. Even the guy that's in the Punisher war zone that people hate, mm -hmm. he he's a good Punisher. He, he fits the, the, the mold of the character yeah. still. But that should be every character. That sure. should be every single character because if you look at the way Peter Parker looks across the last 50 years of his, his existence, it's never the same character. That I mean, it's something we've, we've kind of been You're right. pushing on it. It's just like they are fucking comic book characters, you know, man. You like, know what's weird about that, that, that point and that argument um, is you're right. We should be able to accept a different Peter Parker look all the time. But for whatever reason, we're attached to whoever is the Peter Parker at, at the present. And what really makes me feel weird about that is he wears a mask all the time. Mm. Like, so who cares what he looks like? He's got a mask on. Like, whereas the Punisher, there's never a mask involved. Mm. You're always seeing his face, yeah, his actual absolutely. face. So why wouldn't you be clung to a certain person being the Punisher? Abs <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, you just remind me. And this, I got to give a shout out to it. It's called, I think it's called Top Ten Nerd is the name of the YouTube site. Yeah. I want to kill myself when I, ha I have to tell people, but I do have to give them respect. They do like top 10 lists and they did uh, an alternate or multiverse theory, I should say. And far from home, you know, they, you've seen the trailer with the black uh, Spider-Man costume, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Theory um, out there, fan theory, I guess, is that is not Tom Holland, Spider-Man. That is a multiverse, multiverse Spider-Man Spider who came through the multiverse with 
Mysterio. I wonder if we'll get that. That'll be cool. I hope yeah. they go deep like that. It would be. There'd be no reason for them to show that costume in the trailer without, without them having something. some type of reveal with it, mm-hmm. because that's the reveal. That's the payoff. Yeah, that would be something to have uh, in terms of yeah, like you said, you're hinting at something, but don't make it nothing. Because mm-hmm. I guess you could look at it and say alternate alternate reality where captain america dies instead of iron man so then you would have tony stark who's able to continue to innovate the spider-man project and could create a new suit a black suit whatever that could be Mm -hmm. you know there'd be a there'd be a an easy way to explain where this new alternate suit would come from interesting very interesting i uh one thing about that too, like we're about to get a whole slew of movies, mm-hmm. you know, coming MCU wise at least, um, and then we're gonna have to start tying faces with uh, the characters. Uh, the Eternals is the big one that I guess everybody's gonna be getting clamored for, and I guess Angelina Jolie is in talks to be one of these Eternals, mm-hmm. um, and I've never really read the Eternals before. Um, so I, I picked up Neil Gaiman's miniseries, and I've started reading that because I guess it's a I think it's a seven or eight issue run. Yeah, I think I'm on like issue five right now. The cover art on that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. That painting of, of somebody di- disintegrating yeah, or something. It's, it's Icarus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He's, awesome. he's like the lead character. Cool. Um, so as far as I know, he's like the lead Eternal. Does ego exist in that world? He sh- yeah, he, I'm saying he has there been any reference no, to it? Okay. At this point, no. The the Celestials that that engineered the Eternals, mm-hmm. they're like they look like big, giant, weird looking robots that you okay. would get in a Happy Meal or a quarter machine like at Galactus? the superstore. Even weirder than that, mm. you know. Um, they're very Jack Kirby looking. Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously that's Absolutely. where this all came yeah. from. Um, but they're. Uh, they're hard to explain. <laughs> like cosmic. They're like, cosmic, they man. <laughs> like, did you ever collect muscle men when you were a kid? Those no. weird plastic rubbery looking things? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what oh, yeah. you're talking about. So yeah, they, they, I do. They're almost yeah. kind of like that That's in a way. Cool. They're just very odd designs. Mm. Um, but they're cool looking. Um, but it'll, you know, like I said, like we're going to find out who the, the Icarus character is going to be. Who, who, who is going to be cast as him? Because now that face is going to be tied to him. Mm. You know, and it won't even necessarily. And that's kind of the problem with mainstreaming comics is now you're putting a public face to everybody. Like this person is this person. Right. Some of them don't like Hugh Jackman was a natural fit. And now we're at the point where maybe we're going to get a different Wolverine. Mm. Nobody's going to accept it. Especially at first. It, yeah. it's, it sucks because there i mean and i'm not a wolf i'm not gonna all right i will say i'm a wolverine fan of the character but i will never i don't think i've ever even read a wolverine a wolverine book. comic book yeah. truthfully i i read it it's called i think it was called troll it was about like a danny devito version of <laughs> wolverine that was pretty cool it was like an indiana jones type explorer okay. but from a wolverine standpoint uh, i've never read an x-men comic book you cannot tell me that there's only one version of of Wolverine in the comic books, that's a good character. Yeah, there's there's a lot of very. I mean, the 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 overall basic look of Wolverine is pretty much the same throughout. Uh, but again, you have different artists that are drawing him all the time. So. Are people willing to accept Hugh Jackman as Wolverine Prime? Sure, they would be. You know, and then what what you have next would be 
whatever comes after prime. So well, I would say it's what what is do you know the number or the numeration for no. what Marvel Cinematic Universe is? They no. have a new a number for it. It's like nine oh no no oh blah blah blah. Really? Yeah, they gave it a number like how six one six is yeah, the actual the universe. Okay. Well, the cinematic universe has its own numeric pattern. Hmm. So can people just look at it and say he's that? Wolverine, and let's just move on. No, <laughs> uh, I hope they can, because people are real assholes about this. It's, it, they, you can go all the way back to um, Tim Burton's Batman, yeah, with uh, Michael Keaton and um, uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker and his Batman. People still to this day do not let you believe in anybody else but Michael Keaton as Batman or Jack Nicholson as the Joker. They, they don't even want to hear about their having been and. Who knows if they're even comic book fans? Maybe, maybe they just really enjoyed that movie, and they won't let it go that those are the only Batman and Jokers that should ever exist. Well, not that. Maybe they didn't even enjoy the movie that much. <laughs> that's just the movie they saw when they were young. Yeah. So it's like that's what they remember, or that's what they want a Batman movie to be. I, I'm gonna continue to stand on the angle of like, please just keep making Batman movies. Just make <laughs> a thousand Batman movies. I will watch every one of them. I just, I think. And once you start to restrict uh, what they're allowed to do with these characters, all you're going to do is eventually lead them to not being able to do anything exactly. with these characters. Allow creativity be, to be creativity. There's no reason why we can't allow ourselves to... And that's the beauty of comics. The ability to imagine things beyond the world that we live in. To escape for that half hour, 45 minutes it is to read a book. To be into that character to see them a certain way even when you just read a novel and there are no pictures attached to it you come up with how these people look in your head that's always been my biggest problem with the reading you've never been able to visualize it <laughs> no i <laughs> really know, i don't have it like i always that. feel like everybody can visualize and like i'll be talking to my kids i'll be like okay so what do you see in your head while you're like, Dad, what are you talking about i'm like what do you mean what am i you're reading this aren't you like imagining what it all looks like as you're reading it what's funny <laughs> is i don't visualize i like break it down in like analysis like i won't like think about what something looks like i'll think about like a description of what something looks like yeah. so i can say it and that's how i would process it over like having a movie in my head <laughs> you know and the welcome steve steve's, steve's drunk still all wasted doesn't <laughs> even know how to turn his mic on <laughs> did you have a good time last night steve yeah i'm yeah. good is my night is it not on oh no, you're on is it oh is rolling it? he's up i'm not hitting him you're not getting him it's your own fault. Steve, talk a little bit. Hi, how's it going, everybody? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I was, there he is. I was waiting for you to finish your segment. That soft uh, delivery yeah, that he's got, you it's, know, it's, it's lulling, very, lulling me over very there. satiny. So uh, what was your choice drink last night, Steve? Uh, we were drinking uh, the new, uh, what is it? It's natural ice, like le Yo. lemon <laughs> what? lemon raspberry. Like we yeah. we were drinking shit beer. You're a fuck. I know that. They, they were running on a budget. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a cheap. Well, I guess it's natural ice. Yeah. Why they really make it? Is it? It's a it's a new beer that they're promoting for the new really? season. It's yeah. their ha. It's like their brow. Yeah, so, we so were recommended from from someone. Their Weiss. And we're like, okay, we'll give it a try. It wasn't too bad. Was this person in college? No. Huh. Okay, there goes that theory. So you guys? No, like they, he just drinks shit beer, and okay. we're just like, all right, well, is he like sixty years old? No. No. He's in his 20s. Oh, okay. That explains. So he's, he's college age. Yeah, he's college age. He's he just straight up doesn't go to college. He's very subject to suggestion on beers. He doesn't stick to... Because you guys probably went... Did you go to the party store with what you were going to buy already in mind? And then this kid no. brought that shit beer up? No. 
No. They no. The person brought the shit beer with her. With oh, them. okay. And um, we did not go on a beer run, so all we had was Michelob Ultra and Bud Light, and this natty ice and this natty lemon ice. lemon raspberry. And who who bought that? <laughs> who bought the lemon natty ice? Just a fr- as a friend. All right. So here's here's the so he went to the store, and I'm assuming the the lemon. Natty Ice is right next to the normal Natty Ice. We want like, like, we what's the decision? Like, we what's the <laughs> what's we what caused we him to we take told, the hand to the left hey, and not uh, to the right? This is what we were told. Hey, this beer tastes pretty solid for what you're paying for. So, wow. and, and we're like, all right, we'll give it a try. What do we got to lose? Yeah, self esteem. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't drink enough, so I don't care. Yeah, that's it's just that's interesting, Natty Ice. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm surprised that I'm a Corona guy. Go all right, right really? there you go. Okay. But you know, I'll always want to try. I had at least new. one Corona. Corona is a good crisp beer. It's it's very light. It's a good. It's a summer. It needs beer. it needs to have a lime though. It it can help. It can benefit from that definitely. It's a light beer. It's very crisp. I don't have any problems drinking a bunch of them. You know, it doesn't weigh you down throughout the night either. You just you're drinking it. It's yeah. like it's and it's not like drinking Bud Light because Bud Light doesn't weigh you down either, but Bud Light keeps you going to the bathroom. Yeah, I didn't have to go at all, so yeah. it was that was a plus. But it was more like after four or five, like we were, I was starting to feel it. I was just like, getting a little fun in here now. <laughs> yeah, my Mario Tennis skills fell the fuck apart. Oh yeah, you guys we we ended up. Yeah, we were, were trying switching we were, it up. I don't know what you kids say these days. No, we were playing on sixty four. Oh, Mario Tennis on sixty four. Yeah. Really? And I was trash. I, never I was even, bad. I didn't know I that like, existed. No, that was the second Mario Tennis game versus Virtual Boy. Okay. Uh, no, we were originally going to play something else because it was my buddy's birthday. Um, the previous week, so I was like, all right, you get to decide what what chaos we play. And he's like, all right, I want to play this. The game wouldn't fucking work. <laughs> either I have to look at it. So it's either the game get my console straight up giving up on me or the game straight up gave up on me. So the only game that was working was tennis. Nice. That's pretty cool, though. Virtual Boy? No, uh, sixty-four. Dude, you can't play Virtual Boy without for like ten without ten minutes without getting a fucking headache. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I, I, you guys were hanging out drinking the. And do I look like I could like? No, the Virtual Boy's too expensive. Don't be like that, Steve. You're, you're wearing an eye. You have an eye ba- uh, book right now. I don't know anything about Apple. Well, you have an eye computer. Uh-huh. I, did I paid for? I, I don't. I don't feel like paying six hundred dollars for a Virtual Boy. Yeah, I know. And it's six games. I'm good. What is a Virtual Boy? What are oh, you guys you, even saying? I don't even know what Virtual Boy. You never is. heard of is it? Is just a big emulator? It machine? was like a '90s VR Here. attempt. Huh. This came out. This was between the N64 and the Super Nintendo. Oh, I remember that thing. Are all the graphics like red? Yeah, looking? big. Yeah. yeah, there was like Nintendo's first attempt at I VR. I remember that now. Okay. It was Nintendo. Yeah. Nice. It was their first failure. <laughs> so yeah they released it in uh 95 and discontinued it a year later then they re- revealed the a64 hmm. I, I probably only have experienced it through uh anger video game nerd he did like a whole episode on did it he? yeah yeah let's see shop now uh hunt thousand dollars ebay 466 bonza 250 450 and i think just just with the console oh i'm gonna say uh, is that cib yeah, two fifty for the console plus fifty shipping and handling, mm. and then you have to get the six games. It unless you're a collector, it's it's not, not worth, worth doing anything. Yeah, it's not. Sure. I mean, it's a, it's a cool. It would be a cool peripheral to have in like the background. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh yeah, I got all in the Nintendo consoles, but it's just like that thing's never gonna get used. <laughs> it's straight up there for. It could be a hollow box for all that anyone else would be concerned. Yes, yeah, you could keep your weed in it. 
<laughs> you put weed in it. That's a great Saturday Night Live skit with Rob mm. Schneider. <laughs> Which they reu- reused in The Hot Chick. Did they? I believe so, because uh, he goes into that shop, and it, it's I think it's Adam Sandler who's working at the the shop, the shop, and he's like, and it's really cool. You could put your weed in it. Nice. <laughs> I gotta check that out. Yeah, it I, makes I sense because Rob, yeah, Rob Schneider. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, Steve, we've been talking about comics this whole time. Oh, um, okay. I, a good thing because I don't know anything about comics. <laughs> this is a comic book show now. <laughs> but we've been talking about recasts in terms of recasting characters. Are you talking about like for like TV shows and movies? TV or? shows, movies, whatever it would be. Um, like the biggest one right now, would you guys say the biggest news at least, would be Robert, right? Absolutely. Pattinson. The Robert Patterson one? Yeah. I mean, it only makes sense because Ben Affleck's like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I mean, we don't know the real reason why he's stepping down. I think it's a com- it's a com- a combination of a lot of things. Probably he doesn't like the direction that they're going. He doesn't. Because yeah. I don't even think WB knows what the fuck they're doing. Like, like what it like what it like? It's Warner Brothers that owns majority of these properties, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I would think Warner Brothers owns the majority of the DC comic stuff. And you hear all these stories of like, okay, Suicide Squad was heavily interfered with with, with the studios. Batman versus Superman was interfered. Justice League was interfered. So it's just like they don't know what they're doing. They're they mm-hmm. were straight up trying to catch like they're trying to catch what they were trying to get the money that Marvel was getting, but they were doing it a half-assed effort. Yeah. I think Aquaman was probably the first movie where you were they were allowed to. Take your time. No, Wonder Woman was. Wonder Woman, yeah. Which I haven't seen yet, but I've only heard good things. Wonder Woman was actually solid. Mm. So Wonder Woman was the first movie that they were actually given time with, and then Aquaman. So maybe they're steering in the right direction, but... uh, I have not had the interest to watch Aquaman for whatever reason, though. I like Jason Momoa. Cal Joko, baby. It was good. It was great. It was pretty good. It was really good. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see either of these. You know, for me, too... If I wasted my time watching the Fantastic Four the other day, yeah, you can't talk shit. You, you watched you watched little garbage. No, I so we went and saw Aquaman, and I took Heather to see it in theater because um, she likes Jason sure, Momoa. Well, no, not only that, I'm sure you guys know. I like like Aqua under aqua, water. water life. Like I, I'm a fan of it. The so like, when I might saw just be decked out in a lot of marine life. When I saw that I'm going to be able to like smoke a joint and sit down and watch like a sci-fi underwater adventure, <laughs> like I, there was no way I couldn't see it in, in theater. It. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, the Fantastic Four movie. I just really wanted to watch it to to not uh, leave leave anything it's no stone unturned basically is what made me want to watch it so i was like all right this is the michael b jordan version you know he plays johnny blaze um i spent i don't know this movie's probably like 127 minutes <laughs> runtime wow i'm glad i didn't start it Fuck then god damn it 100 minutes into it i had to pause it to make dinner and i hit pause and i'm like oh my god there's only 20 minutes of this movie left like, this has been an entire hour of just a beginning. Mm. There's been nothing. Nothing has happened <laughs> in this movie it's yet. It's an origin, man. It's just completely all beginning. Don't don't, don't, put, don't do the origin bullshit. You know, <laughs> the origin could have been handled so much better. Because even, even the end of it isn't even an end. It's, mm. you know, they, they go and they uh, go back to the place or whatever that this dimension they, they found. And there's Doctor Doom, mm. you know. And then that's nothing. That's like such a letdown. Yeah. Like I like the the part where he's popping people's heads with just his green eyeballs is cool, but.
but then he goes back and he wants to suck the world through a vacuum and it was terrible like they did a terrible job with it it All was right. not good i completely forgot about shazam I don't, I, oh yeah i didn't see it either yeah Again, none of us, I think, saw Shazam. Oh, in terms of legitimacy for a DC uh, franchise? It's in their universe. Yeah, it's It's in in their their universe. That's why I'm actually looking up stuff about DC Universe right now, and I was like, oh, yeah, Shazam was a thing. You just reminded me. We were talking earlier about uh, the multiverse um, theory within Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's widely known, obviously, um, they're canceling all those X-Men comic books, and so whatever they're going to be doing with X-Men, you have to assume that will be how they'll introduce them into the MCU mm-hmm. down the line. Now, Fantastic Four, which, if you look into it, technically is like the most iconic exactly. uh, version or Marvel property that they have. Um, maybe not so much in the public conscious, but if, to comic book fans, that is the one that every single person wants to see executed correctly. Correctly. And to this point, I don't think they've been satisfied. New, the, there's th- some thought with them introducing multiverse theory that the Fantastic Four will be a result of that. That there's going to be the Fantastic Four and they're from Earth so-and-so and they're the defenders there. On our Earth, we have uh, the Avengers. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be on other Earths, though. But w- but why don't they know of each other? <laughs> exactly. That's, That's my the issue. Thing. Yeah, like, if, if you have the Avengers, how come the Avengers don't know of the Fantastic Four? How come the X-Men don't know of the Avengers? The X-Men, I, I, I can understand them doing alternate universe, and the Fantastic Four is just, yeah. Because, like, I'm watching... Uh, unless you can say... Unless you could say during the... Um, after the Infinity... After your... Uh, during Civil War, Infinity War, they... Mm-hmm. they the Fantastic Four go up in space, they're in space for a while, then the thing happens that turns them into, they're, that gives them their powers. Like, you could write it. Yeah. I, I just don't believe you can do it into the cinematic universe. Like, it needs to be a, a different universe. And that's what I want to say. So, with the MCU being the prime universe now, mm-hmm. if they end up uh, pushing it out there where the Fantastic Four comes from some alternate version, doesn't that cheapen their inclusion because whenever you're going to put the theory of, well, who is the Avengers or the Fantastic Four, which one's more important? Well, only one of them is from the true universe. Yeah. The, the other one who is supposed to be your, your biggest team, the ones that should be coming, like when shit gets cosmic, I mean, that's really what the Fantastic Four was. They fought, I want to say, even bigger scope than what we've seen in the Avengers so far. Yeah, they fought Galactus, Galact- Galact- whatever, uh, Galactus. Silver Surfer. Yeah. Um, they go co- they go cosmic. Yeah, they get there. So if they're going to be introduced and they're going to be given some sort of alternate existence where they don't even exist like we know them as, they should just be, you know, earthlings who were under an exper- or an accident happened to and they got these powers, is that going to uh, immediately screw up the character's delivery? Yeah. And it's going to, like, you can't be satisfied with it, but you can't introduce characters. I guess you could introduce characters that are that powerful this far in, but your theory is... How does nobody know? Who? How does nobody? How has Tony Stark never said the name Reed Richards? Exactly. When they're talking about a super scientist, a super scientist who can help them with these mm-hmm. things, it doesn't make any sense. It's even the same too. Like if I look at X Men Apocalypse, nobody likes that movie. I liked it, uh, <laughs> but Magneto. Drop that one in here. <laughs> Magneto is ripping the world apart from the tectonic plates below with his magnetism pro- po- powers. Like at some point, doesn't like Captain America go? 
wait a minute, something's happening over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like know, his shield just goes flying so, off. You know, something along those lines where they they're realizing that something bad is going on and they want to investigate, but they, you know, it's not written that way. Obviously, these are different stories, but if they're within the same universe, how do you include them now? Yeah, and we we're confused because with comic books, it's as simple as well. Throughout you know a four issue miniseries. And we'll have it where, you know, space-time continuum collapses and then, you know, some magician pulls it out of a hat again and everything makes sense. But you can't do that because that's going to cost $150 million to show on screen. <laughs> it's going to take you two years to film. Listen, and gonna, we can't have any Mad Hatters being in this. We're going to have to CGI them in and then it's not going to work. And then the Rabbit David Copperfield act and possibly. I don't know. I get what you're saying. It's an interesting... You know, like, how can they just really turn comic book knowledge into the main screen? And it's it's not really a... Sometimes it's not a possibility. Mm-mm. People in the in, on the wide level are going to be like, that's bullshit. Like, even us for just to accept the time travel one, I even said, I'm like, don't cheapen it with time travel. I mean, I still think they did a good job mm-hmm. overall for Endgame. But I was like, mm, time travel. They're going to go with time travel. I guess that's the only way you could do it, but at least they raised the stakes on everything, and they even made fun of the fact that they were doing time travel mm-hmm. within the movie itself, so they admitted to the, uh, in my opinion, cheapness that is, like, how do you get past this plot knot? Oh, mm-hmm. we'll just use time travel. Yeah. You know, they still made fun of themselves for it. It was pretty good. The Younger Channel. A pathway to the Oh, let's talk sparkly Batman. Let's talk patents and Batman. Okay. All right. They announced that there will be a rogues gallery of villains in the new film when it comes out, 2021. Did they announce who the, who uh, Patterson Batman's going to fight? I've seen two officials, and then I've heard uh, from the director said that there's going to be multiple it's going to be like you said it's going to be a rogues gallery but the two confirmed are the penguin which awesome i'm i'm really excited for them to do new a new penguin i think the time has come and then they also are going to have catwoman so pretty much bam every turns okay yeah but i'm disappointed that catwoman is being cast for this movie because i think they've done the character so many times it would have been nice for them to uh to do a Batman movie without her. You know what I mean? Like, just, if you're trying to build the universe, if you're trying to make it so it's it's going to be these interconnected films, you don't need to bring everybody in right away. Yes, of course. And the only way I, uh, the only way I think it's going to be end up being okay is if, like, the character of Catwoman is there as just her her pedestrian self you know like she's like the socialite or whatever her character is doing but you don't actually get to see her as Catwoman in the first movie but for if you're a fan and you know the character's name maybe you know her but she isn't Catwoman at this point in the story are you talking about Selena Kyle yeah isn't that her real name Selena Kyle yeah but like what if so they make the Batman and there's a character in it named Selena Kyle who's interacting with Batman but you never actually get to see her as Catwoman. 
That's fine. Yeah, that'd be good, right? That I think that'd be the way to do it. I don't need another Batman and her kissing in a library scene. I just don't need it. When did that happen? Isn't that in Batman uh, Begins or what, the third Batman movie? That's Dark Knight Rises. Isn't that Dark Knight Rises where she smooches him in the library? I think she kisses Bruce Wayne and then she kisses Batman. Like two or three scenes apart. She's like trying to bang him both ways and maybe she knows who he is. Probably. Hmm. And you're okay with Pattinson, right? I'm 100% okay with Pattinson. I I did do an eye roll, but then I looked up like what he has done since his Twilight era. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm pretty sure he's just as sick as Twilight as everyone else, if, if in fact, even even more. For sure. Yeah. So I'm just saying, let's give the dude a chance. Absolutely. Let's, let's see how the how the director and the script is going to form, because that's the most important part of this. Absolutely. You can, you can have the worst actor, but if you have a good script and a good director, you can, you can make shit into something gold. And. At the very least, we should all be applauding DC for taking this step and casting the first ever transgendered actor in this role. Like, who would have ever thought they were going to have a transgendered actor playing Batman? A major character. This isn't, they don't have him being, I don't even know any other DC characters. Uh, I don't know. Were you making a joke here? Yeah, that was a joke, yeah. yeah. No, that was a shit joke. That wasn't a bad joke. That was a shit joke. What was bad about it? Was it the delivery? Yeah. That, oh, or was it the transgender thing? Are you getting sensitive? Ah. I don't get. I don't get why it's a transgender. I don't get that because he kind of looks like a he kind of looks like a twink man. Like he, you know, he, he's like a little skinny vampire guy, and he was you know the, the Das joke. He's a girl. He's not man enough to be Batman. Das joke. He has a he has a fantastic chin. I give up. I if you're gonna give me blank looks when I'm trying to drop sweet transgender jokes like that, Steve. I don't think this show's going to work. Okay, that's fine. I'm just a You're listening to The Under Channel. Saying, what, what is wrong, wrong with you? I you think that people are forgetting that um, Robert Pattinson is not actually a vampire, like a teenage vampire. Like, I think they look at that movie and they go like, that's, you know, that is Robert Pattinson. No, that was Robert Pattinson 10 years ago. And it's already been proven that an actor can take a year to bulk up learn some martial art like he can be batman does he look like a rich arrogant asshole who has a lot of money yeah okay so so is it the issue is he can't be batman or he can't be bruce wayne because i'm pretty sure he could be bruce wayne Uh, he could be he could be both yeah i think so too i think he's gonna be awesome i think i have been shitting all over dc over the past few weeks after this marvel thing i've fallen headlong into dc and i'm really enjoying it but um I think this is the best move they've made. I think this casting Pattinson as Batman is a better move than trying to sign James Gunn to bring them over to DC. I think it's a better move to get Pattinson in this role than having the badass that is James Gunn involved in their universe. Okay, fair take. You? Counter? Uh, uh, Counterpoint? uh, No. Who's who's more important, James Gunn or Robert Pattinson? I'm always going to say directors are more important than actors. Mm, even though he's only doing a Suicide Squad movie? And yes. you're talking Batman. Like, if, if uh, they yeah, fail... I, I'm aware. I'm talking about one of the to- Holy Trinity. I'm aware. Yeah. If you if they fuck up on this Pattinson Batman, like... If they fuck up, it's going to be expected. 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't like that people hate on Batman movies. I think every Batman movie is at least worth no watching. No. Which one is it? Batman and Robin's not worth watching. That's the one where he his he's the trape- trapeze uh, with the Riddler. No, and the, that's and Batman. That's Batman Forever. Oh, that is a great movie. Batman Forever is boring. God damn it, Steve! You know we're only like five years apart, but it feels like we're a million years apart. <laughs> no, Batman and Robin is to George Clooney Batman. Um, who was the villain in that one? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, are you crazy? You're gonna yeah, diss yeah. on that? Yes. You know Batman's a comic book, right? Yeah, but I also want it to be taken seriously. They went they went you want with the Adam, ba- they went with the Adam West era for that movie. You want I want the Christopher Nolan Bat I You got it. I know. I got the And that's arguably all you're... the perfect trilogy. Okay, so then you should never complain about Batman again because you I already got your, I don't complain you about You already Batman. got your dick wet with the Batman. Now now let some of us, some of us cartoon kids who grew up on, you know, fucking Clayface and I like my Batman villains to be, you know, riding through the street, blowing up buildings and eating ice cream, it, it, it knocks people out and stuff. Clayface I want cartoon. What? Clayface would be interesting. Yeah. Do you think the CGI's ready for it? No. No, I don't think so either. We're, we're probably still 3 years out. God, that's that, that would be You know who could do it? James Cameron, cuz apparently his CGI work is fantastic. Mm, I could see that. Who would you cast in that role? Clayface. Batista? No. Why? You got to have a big voice for it cuz it's all it's a pure CGI character. And you're just going to face capture his face. And you just need a big like I'm coming for you, Batman. And he's like fucking oozing down the street. Is that the guy who did the animated series voice? Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, why not, man? He's already like, I'm sure he's hitting the con circuit unless he passed away, you know, too soon. Yep. Yeah. You you give you can give a shout out to Stan Lee? No. <laughs> I think every time we mention somebody dying, anytime we mention somebody dying, you should give a shout out to Stan Lee. No. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole MCU t- uh, thing. Every time I was cutting an episode, and you would uh, you would give it to Stanley, I was always like, "God damn it, Steve!" Yeah, you're right. I should just ignore one of the founding founder fo- founding fathers of the MCU. I don't think you should ignore him, but you know, you sh- you think I should not have dedicated three minutes of just talking about him? We didn't do enough Stanley talk. To warrant it? No, no. I'm saying we, you know, we failed on the amount of Stanley that we delivered through the MCU. I mean, what's there to talk about? Uh, mean, there's it... quite a bit, man. Uh, uh, I will send you this YouTube. I found this documentary on YouTube that talks about Stanley's like introduction into uh, publishing, like when he first got his start. I'm, I'm not. I'm Rob. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to watch it. Dude, it's like 23 minutes long. I I got other things to watch. For oh my god, it's so interesting. You know, he was like. So they had they already had like Kirby and uh, Joe Simon, I believe. They had like they already had these pillars of, you know, the the guy who created the comics, the artists. Those guys were already working for Marvel. They brought Stan Lee in, and they were like, "All right, well, Captain America this month it's going to be thirty two pages, but we've only got twenty eight pages worth of content." And then they give Stan like a notebook, and they go, "All right, Stan, we need you to fill three pages." And he would just go home, and he'd be like. I'm going to write a story about uh, a character named Spider-Man. And then he would come back. And that's how, like, these characters were launched. Like, Stan Lee did a lot of, uh, and eventually he was doing the main stories, but he was just, like, the filler. And that's how he was bulking out the Marvel Universe. It's fucking interesting, man. I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll post it up in the uh, show notes along with that as well. 
along with this episode. Hey, thank you for listening to the other channel. You got a strong Chinese accent. Ooh, do Getty Lee. I was told no. I was told no sound, no voices. Who said this? Remember when, when Steve put in his resume for the show and it said <laughs> voice man right on it? He gave us his business card. Voice I'm, man. Do an impression of a shark. Go ahead. I'm not your fucking puppet. I don't know how to do voices. Thank you for listening to The Under Channel. Don't forget, our episodes release every Friday. You can listen to it on your favorite listening platforms. And don't forget to follow us on social medias. Done. Good night. (laughs) Steve. Out. Steve, man of a thousand voices.